Hey, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of Sales and Marketing with Massage Therapist. Diana here talking about working rhythms today. We each have our own. Um, they are very individual to us. They can look the way we want them to. That supports us. That enables us to do what we want to do in the way we need to do it, in the time we need to do it. So basically we don't have to have to use an eight to five schedule Monday through Friday sort of template in order to do the things that we want to, to do. And I think it's important to stay that off the bat because I learned a lot this past week. Um, I took some time off, <laughs> so I had a lot of realizations and I had a lot of conversations with myself about time about what a work week means to me, what rest means to me. And I thought I'd share. And also to help guide you toward not beating yourself up for not being like, quote unquote, everyone else, and really honoring the your creation schedule, whatever that looks like. We're all creators. We're all very creative. We're all artists in our way, whether we're in a massage session room or going about our daily life, even if we're sitting at a desk all the time, whatever it is, we're, we are all creative beings because that's just how we roll. It may not look like a sculpture or a painting, but we can be very creative about what we have in the world for ourselves and the schedule, a calendar, a, a work week, a, those play into how we can best support ourselves. So I took some time off last week. It was unplanned, kind of unexpected. I had been feeling a lot of overwhelming emotions. I was feeling super uninspired, super unmotivated and pretty much avoidant. That's how I knew that I was in a place where I was kind of lost. So a close family member has been going through the first shock of a cancer diagnosis. I had been kind of floating along with that for about a week. There was also a, a dear friend of mine with a similar diagnosis. I was going through the motions with, in my business, I could find inspiration and motivation when I needed it, but it would quickly dissipate. It would be hollow. I would slide right back into sort of a numb boredom. And so I started looking, started avoiding looking at my calendar, <laughs> going to my desk. I felt tired way in advance of getting out of bed. I wanted to sleep a lot and did, which is very unusual for me. Um, I was having trouble finding things to talk about that would help my clients in my social media posts, in my podcast and, uh, and other avenues that I share, uh, information too. And it just felt very empty to me. And I was having, it really felt easier and easier to find other things to focus on that had nothing to do with coaching, you know, and that's maybe a form of busyness. I was doing a lot of stuff, but not necessarily it was not, you know, productive in the way I wanted it to be. And so 
And there was also a lot of procrastination. Uh, my work days kept getting shorter and shorter. I know my desire to work can come in bursts and I try to pay attention to that, uh, because I'm, I'm learning that I have, there are parts of the day that I feel super creative and have the energy to create. I try to tap into that, but I noticed in the mornings, which was my magical time that I was just like, mm, yep, not feeling this at all. And then I realized I hadn't taken any days off from my business, from my so-called routine life since the holidays. And maybe I was due. Maybe it was the changing seasons because when I release this episode, it will be uh, officially spring in the Northern hemisphere. So I know the days are longer here. Um, things are blooming. My allergies are spiking all the wonderful things about spring. And there was also you know, this voice in the back of my head saying, maybe it's you, me being lazy. Maybe there were things I wanted to avoid. You know, these are, that was definitely true. So my body decided before my brain to take about two and a half days off last week, during the week, during a work week, I found this so scandalous, like, oh, you're wasting time. You're throwing away the work week. You're throwing away opportunity. I had all these voices in my head. It was just not a, a pleasant place to be in my brain. But I decided to do it because that was what my body was saying I needed to do. I needed to take a step back. My relationships with time and my schedule have changed considerably over the last few years. I've learned to give myself some structure without rigidity and give myself some opportunity to kind of do things differently and to assess my schedule and how I was regulating my energy on a regular basis. Was this working for me? How can I tell? And if I'm tired and unmotivated, this is surely, <laughs> I need, I would at least need a small break, at least give myself an opportunity to kind of step back or step back for a while. Um, I've learned to focus for the most part, I've learned to focus on my priorities much more, much better. I can constrain my energy to them. I've learned that. I know that's a skill I have. I've learned to let go of what I've been conditioned to believe about the relationship between being a quote unquote hard worker and my self value, my self worth. I've learned that my body has cycles where it requires a lot of rest. And I, when I noticed that I wanted to sleep more and I was tired that I could like, if I closed my eyes, I would literally could be asleep in seconds. Th those usually a clue to me to kind of like, Oh, but then those times are not convenient. And so I pushed it away. I kept pushing it away. And then I, I've, I've also learned over time with my schedule that my brain needs rest in the form of fun and learning without the pressure or calculation. It could just be because I wanted to know something. I wanted to explore something that had nothing to do with my business, nothing to do with coaching, nothing to do with massage, nothing to do with money. It was just stuff to know. I'm a seriously curious person and I had kind of squashed that as well. And the, a lot of the stuff that I consume through podcasts, uh, different articles, um, 
different posts by other coaches, just stuff that has had been my usual quote unquote food, my sustenance, my nutrition from an intellectual and coaching stance was just, I, I was avoiding that. And because I feel like every, I believe still kind of believe, but I understand how pressurized this belief is that everything I learned can be applied to my business, to helping my clients, to helping me be better as a coach, to be better at managing my business. And sometimes I just want to know something because I'm like, that's kind of cool. Has nothing to do with what my business is or who I, you know, who I am as a business person. It's just, I just want to know what weird bog person was discovered um, in Ireland. <laughs> what are they, what are the archaeological studies and the test results from this kind of thing? I like kind of historic stuff. And so archaeological things are my, my go-to, like, you know, why did this happen? Why, what does this tell us about us now and then? And anyway, don't get me started on history and archaeology and all that good stuff. So, um, over the last few years, I've also learned most of the time to not judge myself too harshly about taking time off. That's, it is a loaded thing for me that I am just unpacking or have continued to unpack in small increments. I think I avoid unpacking it because I don't take time off. There are too, too many things I could be doing, too many things that make sense to do with the time I have. Um, it's, it, it's a cycle of thought, judgment, doing, judgment, doing that I just it doesn't work for me. <laughs> and it wasn't that I was feeling unwell with this time off. It, you know, maybe it was burnout. I suspect that, uh, maybe there were legitimate reasons to, to take a huge step back from my business in retrospect. Yes. I think that was exactly what the doctor ordered. And those two half two and a half days turned into five days off. I'll come back to a new week, refreshed in control, eager and brimming with ideas and inspiration and motivation. And it just ease when it comes to creating and being really tapped into what I, I think my clients need and want. And I'll let you know how that works out, seeing as that week hasn't started yet. But you know what I discovered with this unscheduled time off? It felt awful. It felt not good. It didn't feel like rest. I was kind of doing things I wanted to do, secretly wanted to do, and just couldn't enjoy doing them. Because <laughs> I hadn't really fully made the, the conscious decision to like, I'm, I'm going to take a break. Because I was sort of waffling for a day and a half. And there were moments of relief in knowing I didn't have to do anything. I could do what I wanted to do. But the lack of should do's, need do's, need to do's, must, must do's felt awful. And like I was spinning my tires in a weird way because I couldn't decide. Finally, I made the choice to deliberately take time away from my business. And obviously I did not enjoy it one freaking bit. So I had the thought come up a, a couple of times, if I can't enjoy it, why, what's the point of taking time off? 
And that's when I realized a lot of things. A lot of us believe that the amount of work we do is a barometer of how valuable we are to others because, good Lord, there is no I in team. How many times have we heard that? And boy, we don't want to hold anyone back because we took time off. A lot of us don't know we have the option to take time off just just because and feel excited and good about it. And no one will die. I mean, I learned through studying human design, which for those not in the know is a self-knowledge system where people are divided into five categories of energy type. Um, you know, and that that's basically means not all people should work, work, work all the time. Short story is there are tireless people who have endless supplies of energy and to those sort of in the middle with specific energy to those who have to rest a lot and have bursts of energy. And I'm in that last category that those, these people, me, are known as projectors. And when I, when I learned I was a projector type, all my struggles with trying to do, 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 keeping up with what everyone else was doing, the way they were doing it at the frequency and at the level that they were doing it, it led me to soul sucking exhaustion. It made so much sense to me when I read a rough outline of what my projector type was. Projectors receive lightning information, inspiration, knowledge that must be acted upon kind of instantly, or that spark can be lost. It's like a flash of, oh, this is what you need to say. This is, this is what you need to write down. This is what you, what's really needs to happen or to be said, uh, to be shared. And so I've learned because I, have known I was a projector type for like an over a year now. So I've been paying attention to those flashes and they may, may, may make no logical sense in the moment, but I write it down anyway. Cause I, I recognize like, mm, this is good. I don't know where, where it will fit, but I need to at least acknowledge that I receive that information. So, and being a projector made total sense to me and it filled me with a sense of relief. And also I could, stop judging myself so much for my need to nap sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I literally would not tell people that I napped. I mean, I felt, you know, it sounds like sort of a silly thing not to mention, but I felt guilty for napping when I knew people, you know, I, my perception of my, my friends were that they were just, you know, truck, truck, trucking along and a lot of them do operate that way. So I felt like it was, I would, I would be looked at askance because I was taking a nap during the middle of my work day and I felt bad. I felt guilty. And so I just didn't share that. I was like, I really had to take a nap. Not, you know, not that people want to know that sort of thing, but it was something I just didn't share you know, that was my need I had to do. I could, you know, cause that's what a lot of people in human design look at projectors and say, oh yeah, that's the type that needs to nap a lot, <laughs> which makes me laugh because it's kind of true. We just have, we have to generate our energy in a very different way than a lot of other people do. Um, but I also learned being a projector that I could slow down if that felt a, really appropriate to do. It gave me, I gave myself permission 
to slow down, to take a nap, to take time away from work, work, work. So, but that new knowledge of being a projector and, you know, my very specific work rhythm is still at war with seeing like the, when I took time off, I could still see my not working last week through a lens of judgment. I'm not really, I'm not sick really. So I should get back to work. I was lazy because I could work, but I was choosing not to. I was ungrateful because I have work that I love, but I'm stepping away from it. And so I was spending my precious work week time putting together a jigsaw puzzle while listening to endless episodes of true crime podcasts instead. Huge amount of guilt that I kind of pushed away and judgment, beating myself up, questioning what I was doing, and just felt like I was squandering my, my precious time, but I did it anyway. I sat at a table, set up my jigsaw puzzle, and just went to town and spent quiet hours doing that. And after a while, I was allowing myself to enjoy the not, the not having pressure in that situation. So that was a joy. I felt belatedly, but it was a joy that I didn't, I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I learned that in the midst of all this, I learned I was avoiding my desk. I was avoiding looking at my calendar. I was avoiding social media, knowing that I wasn't doing my at least one post a day kind of thing. I was avoiding stuff that I usually do on Fridays, which was is usually creating a LinkedIn video specifically for LinkedIn about sort of summing up my week. And so I just completely, and I realized I totally forgot about it until yesterday. I was like, Oh, I didn't do my LinkedIn video on Friday. Hmm. No one died. I didn't die. Um, uh, and I it was like, Oh, well, you know, <laughs> so I believed, you know, what basically I was avoiding was I was terrified that all this creativity, all this, all these resources to help other people, all my self-belief, a lot of it was just kind of in the toilet. I believe that I couldn't help anyone if I was procrastinating like it was a full-time job. And for a couple of days, it kind of was. I was full of doubt about what I was trying to create in my business. You know, what am I doing? Why do I like coaching again? Why, do, why am I here? What does it matter? I mean, that's when I knew I had hit rock bottom. If you're asking yourself, why does it matter? That's pretty low. And then that, I think that's what kicked me out of my numbness was that, oh, the why bother? Mm, yes, we've been here before, Diana. You do matter. What you do does matter. What you say matters. And I would, I'm saying that to all of you as well. We do matter. We may not see it in that moment, but we do matter. And 
I've really felt out of control of my emotions. I felt I was being hit from all different sides, from a personal standpoint with my friend and sister, um, being sick and that helplessness and doing what I can do and trying not to load them down with what I was feeling because that's, that's my problem. Um, yeah, there was a lot wrapped up in there. There was a lot of out of control feelings. And so I think part of my default is just, let's just go numb stuff out. Let's just try to be mindless. And, but I really needed rest and time away to see all of that, what I was doing or not doing as is the case, Uh, what I was avoiding, what I was feeling, what I, the level of discomfort. I just, you know, it took rest to see that. I needed rest and a step away to see all the judgment, the fear, the blame, the regret, the guilt that I was slowly and quietly heaping upon myself over the past week or so. I feared that all the strides I had made in myself were just a fluke, a happy coincidence. Hello, imposter syndrome. And I mean, I know that's crap. I know that now when I think about, when I think about that doubt. Um, but in that moment, it felt super real, you know, as these kinds of emotions do, I was so focused on being seen as a consistent business person, uh, in terms of output, like, Oh, well, I always know Diana's going to show up on social media at some time, at least five days a week, at least once a day. And I just felt like, uh, well, if I'm not consistent, then I'm not a good business person. And all this other, these stories around consistency and compare and despair, just awful. Um, I, I lost my work rhythm. That magical cycle, that space that is specific and special to me. I was trying to conform to what I saw others do because it seemed to work for them. (laughs) It seems so easy for them. Why isn't it easy for me? So there is no right way for any of us. It's just the way that works for you, for me, for everybody else. We, We have to find that in order to be good to ourselves, to love ourselves. And I forgot that I have to find what works for me. It took rest to help me see that. The biggest part of this is the discomfort of judgment, blame, guilt. We feel when we take care of ourselves, especially women, um, because I think one of the, I read somewhere, it was a post, Instagram post by um, a business coach I really admire. And one of the things she said was that to stop a woman in her tracks is to tell her what she's doing is hurting somebody else. And that, that is societal conditioning. You know, I'm not saying that men don't, uh, are not influenced by that, but women, because of whatever belief system we've had about women for millennia, uh, we're just as women conditioned to believe that we need to stop taking, you know, it's selfish to do what we want to do, to take care of ourselves. 
And so I think that if we can cast off that kind of conditioned beliefs, belief that we'll treat ourselves a hell of a lot better than we do. And, you know, that old phrase, that gem, which I, I find irritating depending on my mood is that you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of everybody else. Cause I resist it sometimes. I don't want to take care of myself. I want to keep going. Cause that seems more appropriate. That seems right. And it's not because if you're, I have a dear coach, fellow coach and friend who coaches me saying she, her big thing is you got to keep your cup filled. You got to keep your cup filled in order to give more, to be in service to other people. And I love this analogy because it's true. I mean, she's, I think, an eternal optimist at heart, but we can't neglect ourselves in this case. So I think if we're preoccupied with finding ways to tear ourselves down because we took a two-day break, we're definitely not going to be enjoying that downtime, that, that blessed nothingness that I I'm doing this because I want to, that small kernel of joy that you're doing what you want to, that feels super like keep using the word right, but it is, it feels right. I am taking this time for myself and I may not be doing it unapologetically, but I'm, I'm enjoying it on a deep nurturing level. We won't, we won't see that downtime as refilling our cup of joy, that inspiration, the magic, the potential of every moment. We got to fill that cup in order to look at the world differently. I mean, we, I think we all know that some of us are pretty awful if we don't have regular sleep. We tend to make poor decisions. We tend to be less optimistic. We tend to uh, stick with the tried and true because it's just a no brainer. But if we're filling our cup with rest, with I think more pleasant distractions based upon a desire to just do it just because I think that is just acknowledging we have something to give. Yes, we're giving it to ourselves and we can give it to other people, but we have to maintain that balance of our self-care and taking care of others. We won't see slowing down as wisdom as the best possible thing that we can do for ourselves. If we're tired, we're going to resist slowing down. We're going to resist stopping and taking those days off. How do you judge blame less yourself less? How do you feel less guilty? Really by loving the hell out of yourself decide you're worth the downtime. You're worth the rest. You're worth the walk away from your routine, your daily life. Even if it's unplanned, even if it's, you've got a lot going on, some deadlines to, uh, adhere to, you can still take that step away because you got to, we got to start seeing as taking time off as filling our tanks. And this is a lot of the work that I do with my clients. Obviously my, my client of biggest concern right now is me being more gentle with myself, knowing that I need to rest, 
that I need to give myself uh, distractions, healthy distractions, things I want to do, and really list the things I want to do compared to the things I think I should do. And really, this sort of radical self-love is, I think, necessary in order to, to look at that very clearly. If we're making decisions from love for ourselves, then we're going to be treating ourselves with a lot more compassion, a lot more kindness, a lot more understanding. And when we look at it two years from now, will, even, will we even remember that we took two and a half to five days off unexpectedly? I My bets would say no. It just happened. You can look back through my schedule. I marked those days off for myself, recognized that I was kind of struggling with something and I needed downtime and I gave it to myself. And I want to look back from like two years from now. It's like, I took care of myself, even though everything within me was telling me to keep going from a very unhealthy place. So that's what I have to offer to you this week. Uh, it is kind of, uh, I think something a lot of people need to hear, especially people who are self-employed, especially people who are very invested in their future and want something more, want to create more, want to be, you know, expand their business and themselves in a way that they've always dreamed of. So I hope that soaks in and you absorb some of that love, kindness, and compassion for yourself. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.